Hey guys, welcome to podcast episode number 25 on the podcast Positive Impact with Andrew Schultz. I'm your host, Andrew Schultz. And today I have a very special guest. Um, he's a good friend of mine. His name is Kevin Zirk. Uh, I met Kevin um, about a year ago. We have a mutual friend, Donnie Starkins, and we went to his yoga workshop together. And afterwards, we were wrapping out, and I got to learn uh, about this guy's. Uh, story, what he's up to, and it's been something that we've been talking about off and on for the last year. We're finally making time to make it happen. So, Kevin, um, so grateful to have you here, bro. Andrew, so good to be here, my friend. So good to be here. What's up? Well, I just want to warn the audience, this is going to be an awesome podcast. It's going to go in di- different directions. We'll probably laugh. Wait, probably. Awesome. It's going to be epic. Andrew, it's going to be epic. Yeah. It's going to be an epic podcast, guys. Crying, laughing. Like, you know people in your life that when you see them, they raise the vibration and the energy and the light. You are one of those people, dude. Oh man, that, that means the world to me. Thank you so much for saying that. And I have to say, you remember when we first met, we were actually doing Donnie's, you know, yoga and finding our purpose. And we just happened to get partnered and, you know, Donnie's getting very insightful and asking all these deep questions. And I think the first time you and I actually connected, I'm literally sitting you know, less than a foot away from you and talking about my life. And that's, that's how you get to know somebody, right? <laughs> There's no hiding that it all out. Yep. Uh, and so yeah, just for complete disclosure, like today was one of those days where, you know, it's just like a, a you know, a four to a six for me, hmm. not like a 10, not a one, but it's just kind of like, eh. and then I saw you in the parking lot, dude, um, before you came up. Yeah. And just so the audience knows, we are in Cardiff, California, 92007, which is, I think, probably the hottest spot in the whole country. Represent. Yeah. And so we're Cardiff by the Sea Apartments. Uh, Kevin stopped by, saw him in the parking lot, and you raised the vibration of my day, dude. And I just, in all, sin- in all sincerity, it just, it means a lot, like... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Do we go from a four to six to a ten? Or yeah, we're at eleven. 10. Dude, we're we're at ten. We're dude. doing this right now. We're at a ten. It might end at a thirteen. <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, give us. Okay, tell us about. Tell us the story. Um, we're going to talk about recovery rock stars. Tell us all about recovery rock stars, um, because that's the passion project. That's what. That's what fills you that's up. Why that's what I want to make sure the audience hears all about that we focus on today. Um, how it started, yep. and I want you to talk about Doug, Noah, Holly. Um, just give it to us raw. Yeah, so you know it's kind of funny, Andrew. I call myself a corporate, cru- a corporate crusader by day, recovery superhero wannabe by night. And uh, the reason why I say that, recovery rock stars, you guys, this is my passion project, and it all stemmed from the loss of three significant um, people in my life uh, back in May of two thousand eight. I lost my best friend, Doug, to addiction, and uh, he ended up taking his life. You fast forward about a year and a half after that, I ended up losing my brother-in-law, Noah. Um, Same situation, you know, great guy, and out of nowhere, he just kind of uprooted himself, and we couldn't find him, and he ended up taking his life as well. And he had uh, years of struggling with depression, and, um, you know, he was taking pain meds and got hooked on those. And then you fast forward a couple years after that, and uh, the hardest loss for me, I lost my sister. Um, 
she passed away from an accidental overdose. And uh, what's crazy is, you know, she had years of struggling with alcoholism and bulimia. So after you lose, you know, these people that meant everything in my life, you kind of question the meaning of life mm -hmm. and why we're here and what we're doing and what is the purpose. And really it comes down to, you know, how can I make a difference in this world? And uh, there was one common theme between the three of them, and that was, you know, mental health and uh, addiction. So, you know, a long time ago, years ago, I actually came up with this concept, okay, recovery rock stars, and I bought the, the domain and I sat on it for a very long time. And I was trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to do with this? And it really comes down to the thought of, you know, my, my best friend and brother-in-law and uh, even my sister, you know, kind of alone and isolated especially, you know, my, my buddy who is in a hotel room about to end his life. And I keep on getting to the point where how did asking the question rather, how did it get to that point? You know, how did I not know? Why didn't he reach out for help? And, and truth be told, I don't have the answers and uh, I don't know what I could have said to him that would make a difference. But other people in this world, there are tons of them out there, hundreds of thousands who have suffered from depression and alcoholism. And if I can create a platform to get their stories out, to deliver the message of hope and inspire others, and for you know those loved ones to also gain insight into the mind of an addict and somebody who is struggling with mental health, by all means, let's create that platform, and that's you know what I did. So you know I have my website recoveryrockstars.com, um, Instagram, Facebook. You know I started a podcast about a year ago. Um, you so let's make sure we give you some love real quick. Yeah. So the podcast is. Um, recovery Rockstars Uncut. Yes. And Facebook at Recovery Rockstars. Correct. Yes. Instagram at Recovery Rockstars. <laughs> yep. All very straightforward. Kevin at RecoveryRockstars.com. That's my email address. And then the website RecoveryRockstars.com. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. So it's Andrew, man, like, you know, I was listening to your podcast and you were, you know, being very open and honest about your addiction. We're on the same, same path. You know, it's, it's all about what could we do to help others? Uh, what can we do to deliver the message of hope and what can we do to provide, you know, inspiration and light to uh, those who are kind of stuck and can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, uh, you know, I commend you and I applaud you and you're doing the exact same thing. And as long as we continue to get out there and do it mm. and do something, that's all we can do. Right. And so it's important. I think, you know, for me, you know, I love how you said that we're both on this same similar path. Um, you know, to end the stigma, you always talk about ending the stigma yeah. um, of addiction, depression, mental health, big yeah. piece of that. Yeah. Um, but you yourself are not in recovery. And it's so cool that the impact of the three people that you've lost now, this life path and purpose that you have after going through what you went through, the impact to the families, no matter if you're in addiction and recovery or not. Yeah. So many people, the impact of addiction. You know what's crazy? Actually, I do want to talk about that because, you know, when I was out there starting, you know, the, the website and the Instagram and the podcast, there was something that I wanted to hold back and not tell people that I was in recovery because I felt like there was going to be judgment like, hey, why the fuck are you doing this, dude? You're not even in recovery. You know, you ignore me, uh, you know, but the truth is, as soon as I kind of let go of that fear or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's just all of a sudden more and more people just gravitated towards the cause because they realize that I was not personally, you know, uh, again, in, uh, in active addiction, 
but I was affected by it. Yeah. And people just don't realize those who are in active addiction, how it can affect everybody around them. Mm. So it's, it's, it's been very empowering me for empowering for me to actually let people know that I'm not in recovery because again, people are supporting the mission and that mission is again, to, to tell others and that's all we can do. And you used a word, you said you're a normie. And so when that's what somebody called me. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and so what I'm, what, for the first time in my life, like I just celebrated four years of sobriety and I just, it just hit me now. Like you used the word normie. None of us are effing normal. <laughs> let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just call a spade a spade. Nobody totally. is yeah. normal. So, you know, and I'm so guilty of using the term normie and nobody's effing normal guys. Like let's, let's be real. And so we're all struggling with something. hundred percent. And so if just because recovery to one person, we're all recovering for something. I know you've dealt with um, anxiety and depression in the past that you talk pretty openly about on your podcast. Yeah. And so you got street cred. I got street cred. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. We are all struggling with something. We're all struggling with something. Yeah. And anxiety has been just such a piece of shit for me. I'm sorry. I'm man. Glad, just like, I'm, it's, it's the truth, man. I no, it. it's the worst. Like, I don't know, at a very young age, I get anxious about everything and I overthink everything. And, you know, I'm worried about what every single person thinks and what I'm doing wrong. And it's like, I'm not focusing on any of the positive. I just worry about all the negative and I bring all these scenarios into my head. They just don't need to be there. Most people don't know. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I'm open about it, but I never story tell. Like even to this day, like I, again, the corporate crusader by day, like I go into these sales meetings and, you know, 40 people in a room or even 10 people in a room and the door shuts and I start having a panic attack. And it's crazy because you know, you're supposed to be focused on the content and handling these meetings. And the only thing in my head is like, oh, my God, just be cool. Don't panic. Everything's fine. You'll get out the door. If you need to leave, nobody's going to judge you. And nobody knows this, this internal struggle that's going in on my mind. Like, and I'm sitting next to them and I come across and everybody's like, oh, you did great in your presentation. You're very confident. But it's so funny. Like, you know, looks can be deceiving, I guess, when they don't know. Like, literally, I'm about to have a panic attack. 50% of my day, dude. How many, and I bet, I would bet, I would beg to guess that 40 people in your sales meetings, yeah. how many people? Yeah, yeah. 20 are going through some shit. 100%. 20 at least, probably 75% are going through something that we don't know about, yeah. that they, they're, they have a loved one in the hospital. They have something going on that their focus and attention might not be at the meeting. Yeah. Like, it goes back to nobody's normal. Nobody's immune from life. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And so... And we try to employ empathy in, to everybody. You know, I, I see a lot of people that are short-tempered or angry and, you know, instead of fighting back, it's like, okay, there's something going on with them that I don't know about, that nobody knows about. Mm. They have their own struggle going on. Employ a little empathy, you know? And it goes to show, like, and that I think it's so important why I'm so excited to have you on. And it's so important that what you're doing Cause you're making a difference, dude. You have like 12,000 followers on Instagram. You've had 30 plus podcasts. You do a top three for recovery on Instagram, which you guys have to check out. And I'll put all this in the show notes so you can follow Kevin and I'll show you where to find him. Um, but it's important that everybody's going through something. And when you raise the awareness of, you know, what you went through with Doug and um, real quick, I want to bring it back. Do you mind sharing the note? Doug left you a note. 
he left uh, he left several notes. Yeah. Can, do you mind talking about the note that he left to you? Uh, no, not at all. You know, it was uh, uh, it was very intense. You know, basically he shared with me that you know it's been uh, an amazing ride having a best friend for almost thirty plus years and. The biggest regret that he's going to have is not seeing my kids grow old. And as soon as that line hit, it just completely damaged me, mm-hmm. you know, and it just essentially talked about how good friends we were. But then at the very end, kind of the call to action is, you know, he wanted me to get all of the friends together to rejoice and, you know, please don't be mundane and boring, which is, it's kind of funny, you know, Doug, I, I never knew, um, and this is going to sound strange, he was such a gifted writer and it's going to sound dark, but when he um, essentially disappeared, he left several notes, one for, you know, his final note, he called it one for his mom, one for his uh, girlfriend and one for me. But the final note, the way that was written, like I had no idea about the depths of his depression, Um, but the way that he was able to articulate it, it, it was just, extremely intense and uh again you never know what's going on in somebody's mind because every time i saw doug all smiles fun guy funny guy the life of the party but who knows what was going on inside of his head and at the end of the night what he was thinking as soon as he was you know as soon as he went home and closed the door behind him um obviously he uh he had some issues that he never addressed or never wanted to talk about, but the letters, I mean, you know, in, in his final note, he actually said that he had, didn't really have anything uh, of value and his biggest piece, uh, his most valuable asset was a longboard. We used to go longboarding, um, you know, we, we would vacation over here in San Diego back when we lived in Scottsdale you know, we'd always take our longboards and after, uh, you know, high school, we would get together and longboard. And now that longboard is sitting in my garage and it's one of my prized possessions. Uh, but he left that for me. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's so funny how protective I am because all the kids, you know, I've got a couple kids and they'll bring all their friends over. They'll take out all the skateboards and all my, my, my son and my daughter know, do not touch that board. That board is off limits. Yeah. But, you know, occasionally uh, it's been a while since I've taken it out, but it's just nice to kind of take the skateboard out and go for a cruise and, you know, maybe take it to the boardwalk. And uh, it's just weird how uh, a personal item can actually feel such connected to a person. You know, when I'm skating, it feels like I am there with them and I can communicate with them. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard, man. You guys, if you're listening right now and you know anybody who is struggling, call them, just tell them you love them, tell them you're here for them. That's it. You know, if I could pick up the phone and give Doug a call one last time, I would, I would give anything for that. There's a lot of times I talk to him and say prayers to him, but it's just not the same as a physical hug and being able to crack a joke or, you know, share a memory and create a memory. And I think it's important that, you know, I know you talk about this in your podcasts. And if anybody out there is struggling, there is a number 1-800-273-TALK. That's T-A-L-K, 1-800-273-TALK. That is the National Suicide Line. If you guys need help, somebody to talk to, um, that is a number. Also, I'm sure I speak for Kevin and I both. If you guys are struggling, call one of us. Reach out, DM us. We will give us. We will give you our phone numbers. 
that's why we're doing this to raise awareness and to end the stigma and for you guys to know, for people to know that they're never alone, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is hope. Um, Kevin's been through it. Um, and you're, thank you for being so raw with talking about this. Yeah. While we're on the subject, you guys, I want to give a little plug to, uh, I work with the American foundation for suicide prevention and May is mental health awareness month. Um, and currently they do have a social media campaign that's going on. It's called hashtag real convo. And they're really encouraging for those who are struggling to open up and have a real conversation. Or, you know, if you see somebody who you know is having a little bit of a hard time to have a real conversation mm. and just start, just, just talk, just talk. It's okay. You guys, we're all struggling from something, something like we just talked about. It's okay. You are not alone, which you need to realize that. And the more you talk about it, the better you're going to feel, and the more connection you'll have to, to your friends, to your family, to your community, and uh, the better you'll get. Trust me, I see it every day on Recovery Rockstars, and I'm sure you see it through all your initiatives too. And, you know, for me, when I was at rock bottom, I, I, I the phone, I wouldn't pick it up. Um, you know, when I was taking my sleeping pills and I was laying in bed for days at a time, I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to feel the way I was feeling. And I just, I know now looking back how many people loved me and cared for me that would have done anything had I picked up the phone sooner. Um, and thank God I'm here now to be able to talk about getting over to the other side. And, you know, I've been there um, where I've lost hope. Um, but there's so many people that want to help. And, um, I mean, Doug, it was what, May, 2008. Yep. And here we are 11 years later and the impact of on, on you and his family and just, it never gets easier. Right. Right. It doesn't. Well, no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> Bottom line is it, it doesn't, you know, there are so many times like I have just an envelope full of pictures of Doug and you have to break those out. And it's just so painful. Again, like I mentioned earlier, just to be able to pick up the phone and say hello and give them a hug. Like I've had those dreams where, you know, when you have a dream and it's about somebody and there's an action that's taken and it feels so real and so good. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you realize it was just a dream. Mm -hmm. Like I had one of those where we saw each other and we were hanging out and I woke up and I'm like, it, I was just so emotionally affected by it. Mm -hmm. Like I was happy that I had it, but, the same time i was just so upset and depressed that it wasn't real and he's not here um yeah and of course my sister i mean that's that's the one that i continue I, i'll never get over that you know um i still can't believe that that she's gone she's no longer here and you know i feel horrible for my mom that's the second child she's lost and you know to to have two children that go before you it's it's horrific, you know, and it's damaged, it hasn't damaged, it's made our family stronger, but, you know, I mean, Mother's Day was a couple days ago, and talking to my mom, and, you know, she'll always break down and wish that Holly was here, and I wish Holly was here, and it's hard, it's hard, so again, you guys, if you're struggling, you have no idea if you're looking to end it, don't talk, we, we love you, we care about you, we want to be there for you, and if you do end up, you know, going that direction, you're going to leave a, a massive negative impact on so many people. 
um, please don't reach out for help. All of a sudden, I feel like we're turning into a PSA. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Let's, let's uh, lighten it up a little. Well, bit. Let's I talk apologize. about yeah. let's talk about the success stories. But it's important that we talk about because this is there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing, and the impact of losing friends and family um, inspired you to go in this direction, right? 100. And so, talk about how rewarding it is with all the people that you get to talk to. Like we we're doing, like you and I were wrapping up before we even got on the the mic, yeah. started recording. Talk to me about all the people that you've connected with and the stories and how inspiring they are. Totally. You guys, you know, it's so funny because I remember when I first started this project and you know, you guys, if you're ever thinking about starting something, please know who did again, similar. We've all been there and it's a very daunting task to think, Oh my gosh, I have zero followers. I don't have a website. I'm literally going to reach out to people and sell them a vision and see if they'd be willing to be a part of it. And that's exactly what I had to do. I had to start with my little sphere of influence, see if I knew anybody that was sober or struggling with mental health. And it wasn't a lot of people. It was just a couple. But, you know, you start an Instagram page and you start the positive quotes. And then before you know it, you just DM people and say, hey, here's my vision. I see that you're three years sober. Would love to share your story. And all of a sudden... You know, it just starts to snowball. You get one story out, you get two stories out, three, four, 10, 20, 30, 100. You just got to keep at it and work. But it's so fun, Andrew, because I've shared hundreds of stories now. And it's fascinating, especially in the, in the day of social media. And Instagram is kind of like my major hub. Yeah. But I always say, like, every morning's Christmas because you never know who's going to DM you or who's going to comment on a post or who's going to reach out to you. And it's just so cool because I have people from all over, not only the country, but all over the world that reach out to me. Like, you know, I, I just got contacted by a couple of people in Denmark. I've got Switzerland. I've got Sweden. I've got Mexico. I've got Brazil. For some reason, I'm big in London. Like, I've got all these people from London reaching out to me. I've got some actor that was on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie. He's going to be on my podcast possibly this weekend or the following weekend. Like, you know, all these top three videos. I just did one a couple of nights ago with a girl in L.A. Uh, I've got you today. I've got New York tomorrow. I'm doing a podcast on Thursday with a girl in Marietta. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did, you know, the top three video with um, somebody from Thailand. I mean, it was Wednesday. It was there Thursday. And we're having a live interview. I mean, it's fascinating. And to be able to connect and share these stories and you have no idea like how deep these stories go. Like I had the opportunity to interview Brandon Novak, who used to be a part of the Jackass crew. And, you know, he was telling me that he grew up in Baltimore and, you know, God gave him the gift of skateboarding. And he was a professional skater and he was the first athlete, skater athlete, first skater, skater athlete, go for it skater that actually got endorsed by Gatorade and they sent him to his headquarters and he's running on a treadmill next, next to Michael Jordan. Fast forward, you know, five, seven, 10 years, he's on the streets as a heroin addict prostituting himself oh in order to get a fix. Mm. But now he's back. I mean, it took him many times and then throughout, you know, numerous rehabs and treatment centers, but he's sober. He's three years sober and he's a huge advocate. And to see and show and share stories such as those, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable and highly rewarding. And addiction is, it doesn't discriminate. That's, I mean, does not discriminate. I mean, all walks again, of life, all walks of life, all areas of the country, all areas of the world. I mean, it does not discriminate at all, at all. And, uh, you know, I, I, 
it, it's pretty amazing. You know, when you go back to talking about the message of hope, I get a lot of messages from those parents who they literally will send me a DM. Some lady in Pennsylvania, just a couple of nights, Pennsylvania, a couple of nights ago, sent me a DM saying her daughter is a heroin addict. She's currently in prison. And the stories on my site are the only thing that's given her hope because mm -hmm. she's given up on everything. But she'll read a Brandon Novak or, you know, somebody else who's on the site who's a heroin addict who's now mm -hmm. clean and sober and kicking ass in life. Um, you know, that's that's why we do what we do. And that's why we spend endless hours working on our passion project at the end of the day and on the weekends so we could provide these stories of hope and save lives. Like you, you said, one of your quotes, share stories, save lives and deliver messages of hope. It's pretty powerful. It is. And uh, there's nothing better than a good story, right? And we're storytellers. That's what, that's what you're doing. And you're, you're telling, you're sharing a lot of stories that, um, I mean, that hope, that's for some people, the last thing and the only thing they have left, that, that thread of hope that that girl sees something on your website that uh, uh, to see a different story with somebody who made it that gives her hope for one more day. Well, that's it. And it's the, that's me. That's who I am. I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to be like she is. And I can do that yep. because she did that yep. and he did that and she did that and they did that, yep. you know? So it's, it's that domino effect too. We're just trying to create a big positive domino of changing lives. So I want to talk. I want you to talk about the um, the logo, which I will make sure I take a picture and a video. And I'll post it with the podcast when uh, we publish this, and I'll make it sure the the logo is on there. Yeah. But talk, tell us about the logo. It's so funny that you asked because literally I think I paid three different graphic designers went through I don't know a hundred logos, and none of them felt. So I think, uh, you know, I, I have this journal and if you actually, I wish I had it here, I'd break it out. And it's so funny because it has all the dates starting back to like 2015 and, you know, my slogans and mission statements and, you know, just journals throughout the day and, you know, the positive aspirations and everything. And I have like, you know, so many different variations of the logo. And one day I was just drawing, and, you know, I love a triangle. Um, a triangle, you know, you look at the meanings, there's a lot of different meanings. But for this one specifically, it means past, present, and future. Um, obviously, when you're sharing your story, it's all about your past. We want to live in the future, or we want to live in the present. And, you know, you never know what the future is going to mm -hmm. unfold. And then it also stands for mind, body, and spirit, okay. which, as we know, when you're in recovery, we're focusing on our mind, our bodies, and our spirits. And then I wanted something with three to uh, be symbolic of, uh, to represent each person I lost. So Doug, Noah, and Holly. Um, so I did three dots, but it's also an ellipsis, meaning, you know, you're, you're to be continued. Your story is not yet mm. done. So everything all encompassing, you know, I was just sketching it one day. And, you know, the meaning behind it means so much to me because obviously there's significance um, with the triangle, with the dots, and, and representing each person I've lost. And, you know, it's so cool because, you know, it's become a brand now. There are, I would say, seven people that have got the tattoo. So you know that you're making a difference when other people are actually getting your logo tattooed. That is cool. Yeah. And so people will tag me and be like, check this out. Like, holy shit, that's amazing, you know. And the craziest one is actually I had a graphic designer that, um, you know, I, I – 
I had him do, uh, you guys hate to say this, but the double horns, a lot of people are familiar with like rock on, you know, those, like, yeah, yeah, like that. Not with, not with the thumb out, but the, you know, the pointer, Texas, the like Texas, yeah, Longhorns. Texas Longhorns. Yes. Um, some people attribute it to the double horns, but okay. I actually called them hope horns. So I had a graphic designer, um, create a t-shirt that had the hope horns and they had a bunch of different words in there, like, you know, hope and positivity and, uh, growth and you know all these positive words mm. and it's a really cool shirt and uh you know there was actually a guy who got that tattooed on his leg and i was that was the first one aside from the logo and i thought that was pretty pretty cool too so anyways that's the meaning behind the tattoo hope you guys enjoyed that yeah and all right so let me ask you this with all the people that you come across the stories that you are able to share and amplify um are there like two or three consistent themes that lost work? identity, lost Sorry. identity? They, uh, people don't know who they are. They don't feel comfortable with themselves. And the first time that they have a drink or a smoke or something to escape, they feel normal. They're escaping from who they feel like they aren't. And then it just unfolds. And, uh, you know, once the addiction takes over, it goes from being fun to being a problem. And then that lost identity gets lost even more. Mm. So that recovery process is all about getting back to who they were born to be. Um, but it's, you know, it's it, it's sad because that's that's literally the common thing. Oh, yeah, yeah I was fine one day, but I realized I just I wasn't comfortable with, with myself in my own skin. Mm. So, and then, you know, it's a lot of people just addiction took over them when they, they started partying a little bit too much and, you know, they started rolling with the wrong crowd. And, uh, you know, once you start rolling with the wrong crowd, you have bad influence and you can't get out, you get sucked in. Um, but I, I think the, uh, the biggest common theme is, I said, but the biggest thing is, you know, you talk to anybody who've been through the uh, the depths of hell and they're in recovery now, they all agree that life is hard, but life is amazing. People are present. They feel feelings. They're aware of what's going on around them. Um, and they have this constant need to want to give back and service others and help others, which is really cool to see. Yeah. And they... I was taught early on, you got to give it away to keep it, Yep. you know, and that's that being of service. And that's why I was going to lead me into, you know, your top three for recovery is, is service the one common theme for the key for people when they say, this is what's worked for me. Service is absolutely a big one. Faith. That's a big one as well, but those are the top two faith and service. Yep. Cool. You know, it was funny, Brandon Novak, you know, he uh, just want to share this. Uh, he said biggest thing for him is getting up every day and making his bed. I get it. If you don't make your bed, I you're going to have a horrible day. It's just the little things. I, I learned that in sober living. I never really made my bed, my bed before until I went to sober living. And they made me make my bed and I still do it every day. And, it, you know, that positive momentum. Yeah. The first thing in the morning. I get it. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the little things in life, guys. They mean so much. They really do. Yeah. And the guy, Don't take it for granted. Uh, what's the guy, the other guy from Jackass? Uh, uh, he's sober too. 
There's a few. The crazy one. I think they all are now. Steve-O? Steve-O. Yes. He's sober. He's sober now. Yeah. I can't imagine how that guy's body feels oh, after dude. everything he's put himself through. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, it's just insane. Everybody's everybody's path looks a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, he's still wild. You know, I follow him on Instagram. He's, he's still extremely wild, you know? But at least he's wild and sober. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so your vision for recovery rock stars, tell us about what, what you see it becoming. Be specific. How can we and everybody listening support you to get you to where you want to go? Uh, the first thing is follow you guys. I would love for you to follow us, uh, Instagram recovery rock stars, Facebook recovery rock stars, uh, check out the podcast, uh, comments, be open, honest. I'm always looking for positive or not positive feedback. It doesn't have to be all positive. Uh, I need to know what I can do to improve the mission, um, improve the platform, and deliver more value. I'm always open to feedback. You know, it's it's a great question because I'm always questioning what is next for Recovery Rockstars. And I kind of categorize it as infotainment. We're delivering information in an entertaining way. And it's not... Um, it's a very heavy subject, mm. but we try not to be heavy with it. Um, we're all human. We've all struggled, but that doesn't mean we need to go about it in a very depressing way. Mm. We want to go about it in a very fun and uplifting way. Um, ideally, you know, I want to continue these top three. I want to get bigger guests. Um, I want to start doing events. Um, I would love to take the podcast on the road. I uh, get a panel of, of, you know, recovery rock stars where you can go out and just travel, meet people and share stories. And uh, really just, you know, I think it would be cool to have like a, uh, an experience where you've got the panels, you've got yoga classes, you've got demos of skateboarders and, you know, BMX people. And I mean, just, just a cool sober experience. Community. Yeah, absolutely. I know you use that word a lot. So community is, that's why I hear you saying. Absolutely. Because huge. this community of recovery rock stars is a community yeah. that you've created, which is, I just want to acknowledge you for what you've put together in a short period of time. Um, this community, for me, like the connection and community is an integral part of my recovery to be around and have people. Because for me, isolation and disconnection is addiction and then connection and community is recovery. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud and, uh, ask my wife, I'm very protective of this community. You know, I've got a lot of people who come in and you could tell that they're just in it for themselves. Hey, can you promote this or do this or do this? It's like, no, doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. You know, like, like we said, we give back first, mm -hmm. you know, how can I help? Yeah. And then I'll promote you. You know, don't come at me strong. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. Wrong community. Wrong community. Yeah. This isn't self-promotion. We're all about helping well, others. Well, that self-centeredness and selfishness, that's, you know, one of the things that gets us into the trouble. Yeah. Absolutely. For me, anyway. Yeah. Well, for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. For me, too. For anybody. Yeah. I can't be self-centered, guys. All right. So, cool. We'll follow you. I will tag everything, the Instagram, the Facebook, the website, the podcast, I will tag it all in the show notes. Cool. And we're also going to post your, uh, your podcast. And, uh, we're also going to, cause we're going to do our podcast. You're going to be yep. on here shortly. Okay. 
And we're about to do our top three video online. So we'll, we'll post that link too, right? I'm excited. I'm stoked. I'm gonna, there's a couple more questions I like to ask. It's kind of like, I know you have rapid fire questions <laughs> that you ask guests at the beginning, but I have a little bit, it's very similar. Best advice you ever received. Um, or one piece of advice you would give to your younger self. Oh gosh. If I can give any advice, I, I, I hate to beat this drum, but like you guys just be of service. You know, it, it, it goes back to what we talked about. We all have shit going on in our lives. And uh, you know, there's so much anger and hostility and frustration if we could just employ a little more empathy and love, life would be so much better. Please employ love and empathy and mm. kindness. Please. That's all I ask. Love. Love it. Favorite book? Oh, gosh. Um, God, I read so many sales and marketing books right now. So I'm really on a sales and marketing kick and I really love Gary B and his crush it because crush it was like an old book that really helped me start my, my expertise in my drive into social media. So that's kind of my, my, my business driven book right now. Okay, cool. Um, what do you want to be remembered for your legacy? Saving lives, changing the world. Um, saving lives is pretty impactful. It's pretty. pretty I don't awesome. know if that's too vague, but you know, I, I ask myself because when you work a full time career and you have kids and a wife and you're exhausted at the end of the day, and you're trying to create a movement, trying to do something, it comes down to why am I doing this? And at the end of the day, why I'm doing it is to change lives and to save lives. Um, it goes back to that one word, hope. Hope. Hope is dope. Hope is dope. Hope is dope on a rope. Well, my man, I appreciate you coming on. I just want to acknowledge you again for all that you're doing, the impact that you're having. Um, you are saving lives. You are having a huge impact. And that's what this podcast is all about, amplifying the message of people who are doing rad shit, having a positive impact in the community, not only here, but Denmark, Brazil, Mexico, you're all over, dude. You're making a positive impact in communities all over the world. And I just want to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing. I appreciate you. I admire you. I respect you. I'm grateful for your friendship. Um, anything else you want to leave the audience with before we bounce out? No, I would say one last thing is continue to uh, support my boy across from this mic, Andrew. Uh, you know, I applaud and uh, appreciate what you're doing. And uh, you guys... If you have a mission and you have a passion, do it. I think one of my favorite slogans is very simple, but it's true. Just do it. You know, I, I know there's so many of us that are out there that feel like we're just going through life, um, going through motions. And uh, if you're feeling like you're in a rut, start something and you could do it. You have every little thing at your fingertips with your phone it's really not hard. Feel free to DM me, DM Andrew. Fulfill your passions, live your dreams, and realize you only get one shot at life, so live it. And uh, along that avenue, your first podcast, episode number one, <laughs> I, I, I get it. When I was scared shitless to push play when I published my first pub podcast. Yeah. 
And hearing you say that, it just made me feel so good. It's like, shit, thank God I'm not alone. <laughs> but that fear of walking through it, now it's like I cannot imagine not starting the podcast. Totally. Some, like, just start, right? Totally, yeah. Just start. It's, you know, when you open a mic and you push the play button, it's hard. It's not easy to talk for 15, 20 minutes. And you do it a lot. I don't. I get the pleasure of, like, interviewing people. But it was so funny because when I did the first podcast, I can't even tell you how many takes it took. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, stupid. Delete. <laughs> Next. Hey, I'm Kevin, and I'm starting to buy. Oh, that's so stupid. Delete. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kevin. Dur oh, God. No, no. Delete my voice. Time out. Oh, God. But you know what? Practice. Practice makes you perfection, did it. right? You just did it. Yeah, you just did it. And you know what? Here's what I got to say, and then I'll end on this. You know, now I put out content. I don't overanalyze it. If your heart's in it, and the true purpose is to put out value, the ums and the ahs, even though I told you I edited my podcast, I might, you know, you'll probably, I, I know I'm going to listen back and be like, why did I say that? That was stupid. But you know what? It doesn't matter because my intentions were pure. Mm. I'm trying to bring value to my audience. And that's it. If I fuck up, I fuck up. If I say I'm something stupid, I say something stupid. If I mumble, like I always do, I mumble. And with what you just said, I'm glad we're ending with that because earlier you talked about, thank you for sharing about your anxiety and, mm -hmm. and, and being so worried about what people are thinking. It's such a great lesson that as long as you're living in your purpose and you're speaking your truth that you know you're meant to be doing on this earth while you're here mm -hmm. and sharing that truth is something that I hope more people were encouraging them to do because yeah. that anxiety goes away if we're speaking from the heart and speaking the truth. You're not focused on you. You're focused on others. That anxiety goes away. Yep. And, and spreading hope to others. And that goes back to being of service. Yep. As long as our heart is pure and we're being of service the message gets across to the right person at the right time and they hear exactly what they're supposed to hear. Mic drop. Mic drop. All right, guys, you guys heard it. Kevin Zurich, I will hit him up um, in the show notes of where you can contact him. Please follow him. Check out his stuff. He's awesome. He's making a positive impact in the world. Kevin, my man, appreciate you, bro. No, Much love. You. Thank you for having me on and thank you guys for listening. All right, everybody have an awesome day. Peace. Peace.